0: Yeah, you can always start recording a little bit sooner because I'll I'll do it. All right, it's three seconds in, and we're starting now. Sounds good. Okay, everybody, welcome to the, I have no idea what episode this is going to be. Should we just call it 10? I have two in-between episodes. It's going to be 11. His was, his should have been 10. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to, no, because it's the, it's a podcast, Kyle. No one's gonna see. No one's gonna see the number on the podcast. All right, welcome everybody to episode whatever. I don't know yet. You're gonna see it in the title though when you go ahead and uh, click on. Today we have in the hot seat Sammy Walter, and I'm very excited to bring her on. She's kind of a childhood friend. We know each other for a long time, and it's very good to get her back in. I don't know talking distance. I guess it's been a mm-hmm. while since we've really chatted a whole lot. I got Kyle McLean here producing the uh, podcast again today. Thank you so much, Kyle. If you're looking on video, this is why the video is so good, and you can see me doing my little thank you to Kyle. We have no camera for Kyle, even though I promised in the last episode we would, but we do not. And I think Kyle needs a mic. Yeah, and he needs a mic, and we need, but he he will not take a mic. Aww. So he's he's completely off on that, All right. but. We'll we'll get it done one day. Maybe when he's salaried, I can force him to do things. (laughs) But at this point, I can't force him to do anything. So. No. Sam, how's it going? It's great to have you sit down and just kind of see your face and everything. You're the first girl on this podcast.
1: Yes.
0: So uh, and a lot of people at home are gonna be like Drew, why wasn't your wife the first girl on Mm. the podcast? But she said. Please don't expose me, and I don't want to be exposed. So, so with her permission. So she'll never do it. No, she will okay, eventually. Good. She probably will, but for right now, you're the first girl, and I'll take it. Maybe I'll have a chat with her. Yes, you coming right. on? You can be like, look, it's not that bad. Yeah, he's not that go. much of an idiot, and he didn't make me look terrible. <laughs> I don't so. know about that one. Okay, so I'm just uh, man, okay, that's a hard one to come back from. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, how you doing? Good, I, we'll just get get started right into it. I'm good. Well, I guess I better give you an, an introduction so you're sure good. Do. But let me let me say this Sam has a baking company that she started called Sweets by Sam. Company, yeah, right? Business, uh, company. I mean, yeah, Is it company, just you? Cool. Do you have an employee? No, it's just me. Okay, just you. So, yep. still okay,
2: my mama helps me.
0: That's right, cool. Yeah, and you actually came to me a couple years back looking for some real estate, yes. So, that was yeah,
2: cool. I've kind of been in and out of that the yeah. past few years just thinking about my own place, but yeah,
0: exactly. Hard. So Sam, I wanted to bring on because she has done something pretty cool. She had actually a pretty good, as far as I could tell, we can talk about a little bit. But I watched watching Sam grow up and everything, she did phenomenal in school. She was also in like my Gifted End program that we were all in together and all this stuff and uh, Gifted and Talented. And she was one of those rebels that did not finish college okay. and actually started a business and did did all of that. And so it's just really neat to see – that gets started. And yeah, it's just she's an inspiring person to me. She actually did our wedding cake. Uh, hey. My wife and I's wedding cake was absolutely phenomenal. She's done a lot of my friends' wedding cakes. She's just an amazing artist. And she's an artist that actually has figured out how to make a living at it. So I think whenever that happens, it's always in rare form. And it's typically uh, a very extraordinary person. That's capable of making that happen. So that's the introduction I'm going to give you. That's There we go. I'll take that one. So tell me a little bit about this Sweets by Sam thing. How long have you been doing it? And then I kind of want to go back and we'll talk a little bit about. Before where, Yeah. Yeah. Everything before.
2: Um, so I started it in, I think it was the end of 2017, but lately I've been like flashing back and thinking it was earlier than that for okay. some reason, but I think it was the end of 2017. Um, so it was the middle or uh, beginning of like my, my senior year of college, I guess my fourth year of college. Okay. I can't count as my senior year. But um, so I just, I was, I don't even remember what I was doing. I was, I baked a lot when I was little.
1: Really? Okay. And yeah.
2: So I kind of got into it when I was little. Me and my friend Kylie. Okay. Uh, we started like a little dog treat business when we were little at Lockwood. Okay. So we would sell that, like all the craft fairs and stuff. And that was like my first uh, experience with baking. And then kind of like fell out of it when we got older. You know, you got busy with sports and stuff. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I was in college that year and I actually started watching a show and it's called Chef's Table. I don't know if you've ever watched no, it. No, I haven't. But it's just got really cool, inspiring people on it. Okay. And um, I saw this lady and she was like a major bread lady and I was like, oh, I want to be a bread lady so bad. <laughs> so I started making all this bread. And really? I was like, oh, this is cool, but I can't do anything with it. Okay. And so then I was like, okay, what if I do stuff that I can like make some money off of. And so that's kind of how I found like the decorating, like the cake decorating, cookie decorating started just with cakes. Um, and I really just, you know, you can learn so much on the internet and Instagram. And I just would watch people's videos and found cool people to follow. Mm -hmm. And, um, so then I started doing the cakes and selling them out of my home. And I had like a cottage food license, which is just, you can bake everything out of your house and sell it. Um, and I did that for probably my first two years two or three years and then um at that time so I was in school I had golf and then I had a few part-time jobs and one of them was uh serving at the restaurant that I now rent the kitchen of
0: really so that's kind
2: of how I got into their space um and so that's still where I'm working now so I just I rent it from them and then I bake it there during their off hours and everything
0: wow are you still pretty busy right now
2: yep it's the holidays are a big rush, and then January is usually kind of like a cool down month, mm-hmm. um, and then start to get picked up, pick up with Valentine's Day in February, and oh, then yeah. weddings
0: start. That makes that couple makes a months ton after of sense. that, yeah. So you actually did, you know, because we're always told when we're little kids and stuff, like, oh, you can do a lemonade stand, make a little money. You can do a bake sale. You can yeah. do like all these different things. But you actually took the bake sale thing and thought, did this is how this is going to work. So yeah. at what point? So you said that you were cooking and everything. Or like doing a little bit of baking when you're growing up? Was it just like easy bake stuff or?
2: It was like, I have an aunt, my aunt Cindy. She's the best. And she was like, she's like the baking queen. So she, when she lived in Alaska, she would like bake pies for all of her neighbors and she would send us cookies all the time. And she just like was a baking fiend. Yeah. And so when I kind of got into it, I was always like reaching out to her. She would send, she send us, she sends us letters or cards for every single holiday since we were, who knows how old, like never misses it. So whenever I'd write back, we would kind of talk about baking a little bit. And then – so she got me, like, my first kind of pie, my dough roller. It was, like, this mat that you're supposed to roll your dough on and stuff. And, um, yeah, so I just kind of did it for, like, holidays and, you know, once in a while. And then I think in high school, I, I probably totally stopped.
0: Okay. Just wasn't then, cool anymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we were just Sports, busy. Boys, yeah boys, whatever. Exactly. And then,
2: and then, uh, good
0: grades, yeah. Good and grades, then college,
2: mom. yeah, that <laughs> faded away fast. <laughs> and then, yeah, in college, I just—I don't even know. I watched that show, and it was weird. That's crazy. Start again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of funny how things in the mainstream kind of when you watch other people on like maybe online or you know in media or whatever, you kind of go. Oh, shoot, if they're doing it, like, why couldn't I do that again, yeah. maybe?
2: They make it look so easy. Yeah, too.
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you always know that you wanted to kind of own your own business, or was it no. really? Is just the bake like, like literally, just I just like doing this. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I didn't even know I liked it that much. It was just, I don't know, It it just picked up so fast, yeah. which I'm very lucky for. And so, you know, by the time I finished my fourth year, of college my scholarship was up and then I was kind of like, okay, do we keep doing the business? So I keep going to school and finish this degree that I might not even use. And yeah. so.
0: So let's, let's go back a little bit then. So when you're growing up as a kid, I, I want to kind of set the frame a little bit here for what, what uh, life was kind of like a little bit growing up. So mm-hmm. we both went to Lockwood middle school mm-hmm. and sure. while we were going there, there was a really good gifted ed program. Yep. And I think we were both kind of one of those, some of those kids, there's a lot of kids at one point, like 30 of us, that like all made this program. Yeah. And then they kind of slowly pared it down and like kind of um, cut people out. I don't know if it was lack of funding or yeah. they just made the whatever tests they're giving us the time percentiles just kept getting higher and higher and able to stay in there. Yeah. But when you were doing all of that, did that what how, what kind of effect did that have on your life? Because I've always seen you as a very bright person. And this and so most people would consider, at least the way that you know the culture is, if you're really bright, you go to college, oh, <laughs> yeah. you go to well, Absolutely. You, you know, you go and you, you follow through with a doctorate or you fall through with right. a lawyer or, you know, as a lawyer degree or whatever, you're yeah. going some way engineering, whatever. So some people may go baking, come on, what happened? You know, what's yeah. going on if you're, so I want to just kind of go back and like, see what your experience was like growing up and, and all of that. Cause your mom and dad, what was your mom and what did your mom and dad do for work? Is your mom stay-at-home mom? Um,
2: she was a stay-at-home mom t- <clears throat> for a while. I can't remember when she went back to work, but then mm-hmm. she would just, um, she worked at like EBMS for a while. She worked at, now she's like, a, I guess, sec- I don't even know what to call it, secretary for like a plumbing service. So she like does the calls and
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, whatever. And so she's just always had the jobs with like the insurance. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my dad worked in California for a construction business or contracting business. And so he would fly out every week um, or every other week. I think it was like he was home on the weekends when we were really young. Mm -hmm. And then when we got older, it would be like every other week, which is nice. And then so, yeah, he did that for 25 years, I think. Wow. Yeah,
0: that's very cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so neither of them went to college. Um, But it was definitely like at at the point where we were in high school and stuff, everyone was just you go to college after high school. That's just what you do. And I think. I think even when I was like in my senior year, I was still so, I never, I never really had like, you know, when you're little, you have things that you want to be when you grow up, but it's never like realistic really. Yeah. So I always had plenty of those, but it was never like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor or I'm going to be a teacher or something. So by the time I was graduating high school, I was still kind of there and it was like, do I need to go to college? Yeah. But then I was playing golf in high school and I got the scholarship for MSUB. And so I was like, well you know, if I can go for free, I'm going to go do it as well. And then, um, and then I ended up switching my, I was like undecided in the beginning, decided on a major in, uh, health and human performance, did that for like a year and a half, ended up switching like my junior year to finance and accounting. So like total opposite. So nothing transferred pretty much. Yeah. So it was like starting over. And, um, so then by the time I finished my fourth year, I probably had a good some, or a year and a half mm-hmm. left if I wanted to keep going. Mm-hmm. And by that time, the business had just kind of bloomed. And mm-hmm. um I just decided I didn't... You know, I, I also watched my sister. She graduated with a degree, didn't use it. I watched friends graduate with degrees, never used them. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I didn't really I didn't really need to finish it if it was going to cost me money.
0: Yeah.
2: And just kind of keep going with this.
0: What'd your parents think about that? They were totally fine with it. They were. Yep, That's totally cool. supportive.
2: Um Yeah, and it was just... I don't like the idea that college is just immediately, immediately after high school. I yeah. think, especially now, uh, now that we're grown up, we know that you need to go
0: and work and... Just try some things. Yeah. You just need to try some things. And
2: then go to school and get your degree in what you love and you'll actually use it. Yeah. And there's just so many people that have these degrees and they don't even use them. And yeah. it sucks.
0: Well, because sadly, the way that... I mean, the way that I've seen it and, and noticed it happened is you, you're going to college. A lot of people say, well, I'm going for more so the experience and build a network and everything when they don't know what they want to do. And so they think that going to college is going to provide them experience that lets them know what the rest of life is like. And sadly, it's not. It's Mm -mm. very difficult to go and find a place where your dorm rooms are paid for, you can take out a loan to just live on, Yep. and you can just go to a place to sit in a classroom every day without Mm -hmm. having to produce or without having to do a um, some kind of a – progress support you know yeah. i mean granted you get grades and everything at the end of the year but no one's really truly paying you for those grades you have to right. figure out how to find your value in society which is going to be whatever building computers or you know network marketing or whatever you got to do all kinds of different things to be able to yeah. make things work and it is kind of a bit of a misleading thing
2: it's just too pro- like you're still too protected
0: yeah a little from bit. the real world yeah it's a little bit it's not it's Still getting babied enough. along, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it, you want to be, you want to do, well, I heard this the other day. You want to be, you want to be able to do dangerous things carefully.
1: Yeah, and if you go.
0: can't do okay. that, then you typically won't learn what's hot. You know, don't touch that. That's, that's yeah. too hot or, you know, don't, don't spend your time doing this because yeah. you're going to, you're going to get in a terrible feedback loop over here. This isn't going to pay off. You yeah. know, and that's kind of a, that's kind of a dangerous thing to get into is, is teaching our, our younger generation that. You can still have another four years of just living on your own without having to pay for a whole lot. Right. Because it, it really just stacks up. It's even harder to get started when you get out and you're like, wow, now I have a $500 a month student loan payment. Yeah. And $120,000 in student loans or whatever. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I, so that's why it's just so much more important to be able to, when, when we do get to find these, these stories and, and people like yourself that have found a passion that they like. Cause it's even better to know that you weren't even thinking monetarily when you were, when you were doing yeah. this, it. so it's like, I just enjoyed this. Right. I just enjoyed doing it because I assume you also enjoyed golfing at some point. Yeah. And absolutely, yeah. When, at what point did you realize that maybe that wasn't going to be a, a, a thing that you want to do for, for money, like to make your living?
2: Was um, it just...
0: when my talent wasn't,
2: that <laughs> yeah, wasn't <laughs> that level? Yeah. I mean, golf is h- hard mentally. Yeah. Um, and so, towards the end of college, after four years, you know, if it's not your future, it's yeah. you kind of at a low point with it where you're like, I just, I can't, I don't even want to look at a golf club for the next year. Yeah. And I really, I didn't golf for probably at least a year after I graduated or after I finished my last season.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. So, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Yeah. Just never up to par on that. That yeah. <laughs>
0: <After par. laughs> no oh, that was a good. Uh, one there go. you. That was good. That's good. I don't even play Funny golf. I just yet. know par. Is yeah. a thing yeah. <laughs> so, It's important. Uh, well, I was gonna. The another thing I wanted to bring up was like when you're when you're playing golf though, and I think that the same thing in baking, you kind of find something that you like enough that you're willing to get rejected in all the time. Mm. And I remember you telling me when you are uh, baking a lot, you're constantly throwing stuff out. Like there's oh, like yeah. It's like oh yeah, like you'll you'll try to do I don't know any of the techniques, but I know that when you're trying to put frosting on and stuff, like sometimes one layer will just slide off, and oh yeah, you'll just have to like scrap Scrape that, things start off, over yep. completely, yep. and especially on some of these cakes. I mean, if anybody's out there, just pause the podcast right now and go look at Sweets by Sam on Instagram. It is absolutely insane what you're able to do. Thank I don't you. know how you only have 6,000 followers, but I mean, I don't know why you're charging for cakes now. Thank <laughs> God I got in on like the yeah. first level, I think, when we first got married. Like I was just like, whoa, so good. So glad I have to pay for that now. But, just kidding. But um, totally you. worth it. Yeah. But I know it probably took a lot of mistakes to get to that yeah. point.
2: Plenty. Plenty of orders that I either scrapped or plenty that I sent out that I just didn't feel you know you don't always feel like it was your best and but the customer usually loves it you know Mm -hmm. but like i'm a perfectionist so
0: always was perfectionist yes
2: and so (laughs) that just kind of you know you want everything that you're putting out there to be perfect but yeah it's just not how life
0: is where did that start the perfectionist thing like how long ago was that is that something that you you start when you're a kid because i'm i'm going to take it back to that that Gifted Ed I thing. I know. I want to well, know, like, what made you tick at that young age? Because I think a lot of this stuff can be found and determined at, like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, yeah, 10, 11 years old, where it's like, okay, this kid actually wants to try to do something.
2: Everything perfect. Yeah. So I always think about Gifted Ed because as I got, like, end of high school and especially in college, I was, like... I'm not good at school. Yeah. Like I got straight A's when I was little and everyone was like, oh, she's a smart girl. And yeah. We were like, we we're in gift today. We we're the smart, yeah. smart kids. And then I grew up and I was like, I think I was just a perfectionist yeah. and, you know, never wanted to disappoint anyone. People please her. Yep. So I think I just got really good grades because yep. I put all the time into it. and wanted to make sure everything was perfect. Yep. And I don't know what it came from. I think it's just always been my personality. Cause I've always been like shy and, um, I don't know, like low confidence. So, mm-hmm. I think when you're kind of like that, you're always a people pleaser, and you want everybody to like you, and
1: yeah,
0: do
2: everything to, you know, fit in, whatever.
0: Well, when we were talking outside the podcast, and this is this is something else that that I just kind of struck a chord with me. Your parents like to read. Your dad specifically read books yeah. to you and stuff growing yeah. up, and I had that too. My my yeah. mom was really big into reading things. My dad was really big at telling me stories. Yeah, and he oh, would just he, he would tell us a story every yes. time before we went to bed. Yeah. And for some reason, there's something about that kind of um, interaction with your parents, because it's like they they're involved enough to be able to pass on lessons to you through those stories, or pass on different things to you in those. And it's just simply telling a story to the next generation mm-hmm. that I think, and doing it in a way that's like, I care enough about you to sit down and tell you something because I think that you are worth, re- you know, retaining this and carrying on this lesson as well. And I think that that says so much. About the kids that can get into maybe some of these better programs. I don't really understand the testing that they have on these. I'd love to bring it on at some point. Yeah. I know it's pattern recognition and some other things like that. But I think you saying the whole people pleaser thing is key. Yeah. Because I felt the same way. I always had to figure out a way to make sure that I was something older, more mature, more intelligent than whatever I really was. Yeah. You know, in that in that time and space. Yeah. So, I think that that being impressed on us and and the 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 importance of us being like that, it was encouraged in a way, and I feel like that that could be taught to anybody. Yeah. Like any if if anybody actually cared enough to be like, hey, look, you're gonna do really well at something. It might not be. Anything that this school has to offer you. But if you actually care enough about doing well for others or people pleasing in a way, now I'm not yeah. saying do it so much that you're controlled by it.
2: Yeah. Because you're like going to you deal with your... a lot of
0: rejection yeah. and you're going to think, well, maybe I'm not good at this. It's like, no, if you're able to deal with the rejection and keep going, you're good at it. Right. So people that quit right. that aren't good at it. Because I have also a strong feeling that your family is very athletic, your sister is athletic, your brother's very athletic, mm-hmm. and you are very athletic. If you really wanted to do golf, mm-hmm. now granted, there is a time when talent runs out. Yeah. But I think that you didn't want to deal with enough rejection oh. to just try to get to those pro ranks, which there is a lot yeah. of rejection to get to pro ranks. Yeah. And I think that you love baking enough. Because, I mean, how many times have you been told, like, I'm not paying for this or I want a refund? Oh, uh, Plenty. Now, have you had that happen? Yeah. Absolutely. Really? That's,
2: that's the worst part of me owning my own business is yeah. like that is like the failure. And so it's not just like, Oh, your business failed. It's yeah. like all the smaller aspects that like being that perfectionist, yeah you know, getting a bad review or getting a bad feedback or, um, just like trying a recipe and it fails or, you know, making a class and not enough people sign up for it. Or there's just so many things that make you feel like you're a failure.
0: Inadequate. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And inadequate. And, It's just the word. It's so hard for someone like me who just like I just live in like guilt and, um, like disappointment. And so that's that's for sure the hardest part. Super crushing. Yeah.
0: But for some reason you like it enough to keep going. Yeah,
2: I think the you know the good the good moments outweigh the the failures. You know the times where customers are just so happy or you know people give me this awesome feedback or I get comments on a picture that someone liked and it just. Helps a
0: lot. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I know it's, it's crazy. I had a couple experiences in real estate that, yeah, where I'm dealing with these hundreds of thousands of dollars of transactions and you can't get a certain client to the finish line.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: sometimes it's even just because personalities don't work. And that is a crushing thing. Hard because there's a ton of other realtors in this town that they could go and do their business with. And if they simply don't do the business with you just because of who you are, even though you might have been able to do it professionally. That sucks.
2: Competition is so terrifying Yeah. And and me too. I'm not competitive, so okay. I mean, it's just like I see a new like cookie person pop up, or yep. a little business here and a little business there, and it just tears me down. Really, I just am so like I don't know.
0: It's just feeling maybe a little bit worried that they're gonna they're gonna yeah, take over. their
2: prices are cheaper, or, yep. or their works better, or yep. tastes better, or Whatever. I mean, yeah, so many variables that yeah. Well, and it's I think terrifying.
0: I think. Though too, Sam, I feel like when you first got started, uh, you had a lot of good friends because you were just an overall good person <laughs> in high school. Yeah. Well, you were, and and I think that in high school, is believe it or not, you kind of are making a bit of a network of people that or um, meeting a network of people that will hopefully cheer you on a little bit later in right. life. A lot of people are like, "Oh, high school, can't wait for that crap Bye. to be over," yeah. blah blah blah. But honestly, you start to learn how to. I don't know how to say people, but you learn how to how to people skill. Oh. <laughs> you know, you know how to like, how to like have yeah. people, how to have relationship with people, and how to figure out how to uh, really work together. You're doing group projects and things like that. Yep. And even though that there is sadly a lot of hierarchy and stuff like that <laughs> in high school, when you get out of high school and people start doing their own things, people yeah. kind of go, I kind of wouldn't mind being friend with that person maybe now because now that they're you're actually doing that. something yeah. you know and yeah. they at that point you really kind of rely on your your network from high school so yeah, yeah. i see that you had a lot of support it looked like a lot of your friends well, and that's yeah excited. when i say
2: it like when i say it like took off fast it's <clears> 100 <throat> mm-hmm. because i have amazing friends that would share posts yeah. share my profile family shared my stuff yeah you know people spread word of mouth like crazy and totally um totally because of them
0: yeah, that's yeah. so cool. So, very lucky. So, uh, I guess the lesson there is just never discount the relationships yeah. and the people that you're always in contact with. Yeah. That's why it pays to be, literally, it pays to literally. be a decent person. Yeah. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. a lot of people are like, oh, they're just greedy. They're just trying to, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and especially yeah. when people probably are seeing you charge, I don't know what it is, $800, $1,000 for a cake. And they're like, the oh. That's the worst
2: part, too, is prices.
0: It is tough, but. You know, in like mechanic industry and everything, just to make an analogy for you, I mean, they aren't paying for that one cake; they're paying for the five hundred to a thousand right. cakes before that right. that you took to practice to get to that one cake.
2: And that's what I was here, but it's like not enough for I me. I'm like,
0: I know, but
2: you yeah. don't want to pay this much for cake, do you? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, and it's and it's always like an opportunity cost thing to me, like. You know, if someone's gonna pay this much because they really want that cookies, they'd pay this much for those cookies, mm-hmm. then I need I can raise my prices to that cookie because if I take on this order for this person who doesn't want to pay that much, I'm losing out on that one that really wants to and appreciates my work and yeah. would pay what I think it deserves. Yeah. So yeah, but prices are hard. prices so, are hard. Self worth
0: is hard. Uh for any other female entrepreneurs out there, well, and obviously male entrepreneurs too, but if you're ever in a crafty space or anything. There's this podcast that I think maybe you should check out too. It's mm. called Christy Wright. Have okay. you ever listened to her? I don't think so. She's part of the Dave Ramsey Network, but um, she has a whole like mentorship group and everything. And it's literally for boutique businesses. Cool. And it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's really good. I shouldn't be shouting out other podcasts on my podcast, but
1: uh, I just want to be a nice
0: wealth of information. Yeah. So definitely have to check that out because she talks a lot about, and I listened to her for a long time. My wife eventually started listening to her, but she talks a lot about finding that balance. And then once you find that balance, just ship farther. Yeah. <laughs> you know, once, once you figure out, you know, that you could be selling cake at L.A. prices, just keep ship going to L.A. <laughs> you, you know, go. and I thought it was kind of funny, but um, a lot of her stuff is kind of more non-perishables. But I think that now in the day and age, beautiful Internet and all of this and this mm. great migration of people, I think that there's going to be a lot more opportunity for higher end products, which yeah. means artisans. Can truly perfect and get better, yeah. and it and if you get, you know, you should never be at a point where you are working, especially if you have two or three years under your belt. I do not believe in this ten thousand hour thing. By the way,
2: never
0: heard that. A ten thousand hour professional. Mm-mm. You ever? It takes ten thousand hours to be a professional at anything oh. or an expert at anything.
2: Who keeps track of that? Yeah, people know.
0: say that, and I don't believe in it. But <laughs> what I was trying to say was, your, your. You should not be so overworked. If your stuff is just selling off the shelves like crazy, it's time to raise prices. Yes, my always time to raise prices.
2: My friend's dad, like right when I right away when I started, he ordered a cake for me and came and picked it up, and you know I probably was like twenty five bucks, you know, and he hands me like hundred dollar bill. Yeah, and I go, what do you do? Do you want some change? (laughs) And he's like, this is what it's worth. Yeah. If you and his advice was, um, if you have too many. Orders, mm-hmm. um, you're not you're not priced high enough. Yep. If you don't have enough, you're priced too high or whatever. Exactly right. And that's like always stuck in my head. So I always go, okay, I'm you know I'm turning down people. I'm turning down people. Yeah. I can raise it a little bit. I'm turning down people. I can raise it a little bit. And it's just hard. It's like, of course, I want to get to a point where I can work. You know, where I can be making half the amount of orders in a week and make the same as I used to. Mm-hmm. But that's so hard in my brain to think, why are people paying this much for cookies and yeah. why, you know, and it's it's just a guilt thing. It, It's just weird. I think
0: I don't you need to think know. about hiring. Have you thought uh, about that yet? Yeah, I'm a control freak. I yeah. can
2: never. My mom helps me bake once in a while. Like yeah. when I'm overwhelmed in wedding season or something, that's like the only part I can kind of let up on control. Mm-hmm. But she's my mom, so I can like tell her exactly what to do and, mm. you know, she'll do it. And <laughs> uh, I just, yeah. It's tough. One, maybe one day, but...
1: Yeah.
0: And there's
2: so many things, like my macarons. It's such a... It's a skill that took me so long to get down. Yeah. And um, so many batches thrown out. And that's something that I just can't ever imagine, like, handing over to someone else to just be like, hey, make the make these for the day so I can work on this. Yeah. And, like, decorating, obviously. That'll always be me. Yeah. That's that like, artistic part. I can't let that go.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just hard. I don't know.
0: What is your favorite your favorite aspect of like making a cake or a cookie? Is it, is it truly drawing or is it like? Yeah. yeah. No, uh,
2: the baking's definitely worn down over the years. It's just kind of redundant, you know, it's the same thing over and over. So, but the decorating is different every time usually. So that's definitely the most fun thing to come up with. And
0: how did you get, so you're working on getting all of your, you know, skills in order to be able to bake, to be able to do all of the artistry and everything, but your Instagram game. Yeah. is insane
2: i don't know how or why and i
0: think a lot of small business owners though they wish social media was never a thing they yeah. hate it
2: i despise it
0: and i'm not a fan of it either i i'm like if i'm gonna post for the podcast i'm never gonna post for personal stuff yeah. Like i just like well, i, I yeah. don't like it that's a how thing. do you do it
2: like right before i started the businesses i had deleted pretty much all my social because i was just like i don't post pictures i don't you know social media is such a like a it's so bad for your mental health, yeah. in my opinion, especially for me.
0: I think a lot of people would say that.
2: Yeah. And so then I started the business and I was like, well, it's free. I can't not, you know, post pictures and have yeah. people share it and yeah. get the word out.
0: Especially when all of your friends are on Instagram.
2: Exactly. And all the people they know and yep. all the people they know. And so, you know, I got back into it. And then for me, it was just like these, like when I started doing cookies, I feel like is when it really picked up because I didn't do cookies for maybe maybe the first year or two. Mm -hmm. And then
0: you just did, cause I remember
2: I just did cakes, maybe like donuts.
0: Okay.
2: Kind of at that point I was like, you know, you tell me what to do. I'll do it. And then I kind of honed in later, but I think I tried cookies like early on and they were so bad I was like, I can't, you know, I can't be bad at something. So I'm just not gonna do it. So I was like, okay, screw the cookies, I'll stop doing those. So then one day I I got my projector so I can like project images on the cookie. And then I was like, okay, so I can actually trace something and it'll look exactly how I want it to look. Cool. So then I started trying it again, started practicing and got better at those. And I just was like taking videos like crazy of, you know, and I would be up all night because I was school or working during the day mm-hmm. so i'd be doing the cookies during the night and i would just take these cookies or i'd take these videos of me decorating a cookie flooding a cookie and just so many people loved them they were like i'm a night nurse and this is like what i live for every night is just to watch your videos I they're so satisfying those. yeah they were,
0: they were so satisfying yeah. it, was, it was like asmr but for yeah, your eyes because your you're just
2: yeah and it's feeling stuff and it was the easiest thing ever but then you know i got busier so it's harder to like They just felt like they became more work. Mm -hmm. I think, especially when once like TikTok and Reels became a thing,
1: yeah, it was
2: like, okay, I gotta make a video. Like, I gotta make a production. I can't just post a little video of me. I know, no, but and yeah. So I just they felt like inadequate when I would just post these little videos of me recording. But also, I just I got tired. Yeah, I was like, takes a lot of work to put my phone in this (laughs) in this thing. Yeah, which is not, but. When you want to add music to
0: it, or the magic kind of wears off when yeah, you have to think exactly. about all of the editing. Yeah, yeah.
2: but that know. was that was just I think a thing that really made my account kind of blow up is people love those videos and oh yeah, would just come to watch them.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, what's your what's like the farthest you have ever shipped? Have you ever shipped like yeah. cookies? Far I ship away I've shipped
2: cookies and macs. Yeah. Um.
0: Macaroons. Macaroons. Yes. Macaroons. Macaroons.
2: Macaroons. And the <laughs> farthest. All no, the farthest somewhere on the east coast really i mean yeah i, I haven't shipped a lot but
0: yeah, yeah. Is it like just a, kind of ran probably like a college kid that was like mom sending probably. cookies yeah. or something yeah.
2: quarantine uh quarantine last year or oh. 2020 sorry like right when it yeah. happened and we yeah. were all in quarantine i did like quarantine max yeah and so and i could ship those and Very they just cool. they just kind of blew up and that was kind of nice but i can only really ship max like in the winter when it's cold oh and because i don't have like They really need to stay refrigerated, especially while they're being shipped. And I was like, they're just going to melt if I ship it to this warm place. Yeah. So I didn't know. Yeah, because aren't they
0: just like a, what are they, just egg? like Egg whites. Egg whites, Um,
2: And then it's like filled with buttercream or something. So it would just melt if it got in like a warm place. So they just kind of make me nervous. I don't like to ship them. Yeah. Certain times or certain places.
0: That's pretty cool, though, that you are willing to do that. Yeah. 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 Figure out. I think. I don't know.
2: Like cooling. Cooling shipment stuff is just seems expensive.
0: Yeah, I suppose. I can't how, imagine. how do they do HelloFresh and stuff like blue apron and all that? I think
2: because I think. it's so brief. ice packs,
0: they actually send ice packs with them, and that's it. Oh, okay.
2: Well, I you could do come. an ice pack.
0: Okay, Kyle says ice packs. Okay. One day he'll have a mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <He can laughs> just the more.
2: ghost. <laughs> yeah. Ghost on the side of the room.
0: Wow, that's yeah. crazy. So let's let's I I want to dig into a little bit. Well, first off. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about mental health a little bit. But at one point, mm-hmm. were you like, all right, if I can make 10000 bucks, I can make this happen. I can, oh, I can do this full time.
2: I was... Because you were working your
0: butt off between college and then it was your not waitressing, sleeping. right?
2: Yeah, no no sleep. Yeah. Very not fun. Yeah. I mean, I was having a blast, but I... <laughs> Very not fun. A <laughs> couple of years there, I blacked out. I can see the PTSD out, in your eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a coma. <laughs> yeah, literally. I don't even remember some of those years, but
0: um because you're probably making two three hundred bucks a night waitressing i mean like come on i mean
2: on a good night yeah, yeah. like it's i, I know love, the restaurant and you're would, at It was i it even was think good money. about this like <laughs> if i ever did quit this one day or something i'd probably just go back to waitressing like it's really i didn't mind it at all yeah and you make good money if you're at the right place
0: yeah you do and i couldn't believe that either i did that for six months just did you? just for like Where yeah, at? ribbon chop oh yeah, yeah and yeah. i don't know how they did this the management I don't know if they, they got me. fired or not, but they hired me as a waiter, and I never had any any experience? restaurant experience whatsoever. I interviewed in a cowboy hat, just came off the ranch, <laughs> and I was like, "I need a quick buck, you know, for a while. <laughs> I can wait some tables." And it turns out a lot of people are upset. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to bus and do kitchen yeah. stuff first. And yeah, I
2: hosted first.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I I bring home, and I wasn't a good-looking girl either, <laughs> right. so I bring home to. You know, two three hundred bucks a night selling yep. steaks because I just happen to know like whenever there was an auction in town or whatever. Well, and
2: you're good, you're a salesman too. Like you can you would sell steak a little bit? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Steak if it's yeah if it's a decent steak I can sell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time there's some glass shards and some potatoes that was not good.
1: Mm, Anyways,
0: nice. beyond that though, I mean, so you, yeah, you probably could make some decent money doing that. Yeah. So did you have? To fi- did were you like in your head like I have to be able to beat? 300 bucks a day to make this work or what do you think I was
2: so bad with my money oh true okay. i was <laughs> i was so Is this a tired for help? what's your credit <laughs> situation no i'm really good with money i i you know i'm really good at saving and stuff
0: and yeah. debt okay,
2: but like i was so tired
0: yeah you i nice was just like either. i
2: don't care how much i have yeah. i'm just paying my bills and whatever else goes into savings like That was just my, that was just my situation. Okay. So I honestly couldn't tell you how much I was making when I first started it. And I had no interest in going back and counting. Mm -hmm. And at the point where I don't even think like when the, when I finished college, I don't even think I really was worried about an amount at that point. Cause Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm paying my bills. I'm saving money.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. What else do you need? Yeah. College was paid for for the most part. Yes. Um, college was paid for. So I didn't have any debt.
0: Were you working right out of high school? Or were you working too? Yeah, high I was working too? in high school. Yeah. Yeah, you worked in high school also.
2: I think just summers when I was in high school.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you did what did you do in the summertime? I thought weren't you like a lifeguard or something?
2: No, I worked at the Mustangs. Oh Mustangs. field. I like handed out those little pamphlets for two hours. Oh a night.
0: okay. That's how you'd make money. Because yep. you were still golfing and stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Like I think we were top. in charge of like our gas money okay. when we were in high school.
0: Yeah. And Yeah, then I'm just kinda we're... like trying to piece together like how much did your parents pay for and I didn't think they paid for a lot.
2: No, they didn't pay for anything. Yeah. Yeah i mean in high school you know they gave us like lunch money or something once yeah. in a while but oh, yeah. yeah yeah clothes so, on your
0: back all yeah. that stuff yeah. oh yeah
2: exactly yeah. um but yeah we all had to get jobs during the summer i taught like a a little summer camp for golf kiddos over mm-hmm. at Yagan for mm-hmm. a few years and then oh no i worked during school yeah it would just be nighttime yeah um i worked at like kohl's i worked at subway i worked at
0: so you had some experience Observing. in the in the real world for sure when yeah. it comes to those kinds of jobs and knowing how they're set up, cash register, and all that stuff, ordering, yeah. talking with with clients or, mm-hmm. or whatever customers. My least favorite part. Yeah, my least favorite part. How do you handle that now? Uh,
2: don't not very DM, well. Instagram. <laughs> no, I <laughs> will refuse. I like don't take any orders over the phone. Really, everything has to be like email. I just hate. Well, I just hate my phone. Like, if I could not have a phone, I would not have a phone. Totally. But, um. I just hate like, talk. I think I hate taking orders over the phone because I feel like I'm too uh, nice. Mm-hmm. So if someone's like, yeah, like one time they I remember in the beginning, I know, yes. I remember one time in the beginning, I got this voicemail from a really sweet old lady. She was like, Hey, I'm just looking for some cookies this weekend. Uh-huh. And you know, I, I was booked that weekend. So I had this whole, you know, thing planned out of what I was going to say to her. And I call her back and she's like, hi, I'm so excited to get these cookies and I was like, I'm so excited to make them. And so, of course, I do it. And I just, oh, like, don't no. sleep for two nights. And so I just, like, learned my lesson right away. Everything had to be on, over email.
0: Um, Otherwise, no you just gave. yeah, Yeah, just totally. Gave. Wow. So if you want a discount, call Sammy <laughs> Yeah, really? Just Get just away kidding. with it. Don't do that. I think that's so brilliant because uh, I, I have an issue with that, too. I'm a people pleaser. like, oh, yeah, absolutely. We can go and look it's so at hard to say no. these... $30,000, $40,000 properties three hours away because what the heck? I'm not doing anything. And then yeah. we aren't going to buy anything anyways. But I will say yes. It's like, oh, I'd love to go for a drive, but not for two days. Yeah. And so I I totally get that. And I think that that is something that, man, I just want to just drill into everyone's head that's listening to this thing is it's lowest barrier to entry and don't try to work on your weaknesses that much. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't like if you have a strength, like, Hammer on that strength and automate your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Figure out how to get that out of your life so yep. you can do better at what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's so smart. So wait though, that, cost. that you actually had the self-awareness to go, okay, look, I, I love little old ladies. Yeah. And I'll do anything for them. Right. And I'll make thousands of cookies for $5. Right. So you just got rid of it. That's brilliant. Yeah. Don't get rid Helped of the old lot. ladies. But you. No. By going to email and... That being a difficult thing for old ladies. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just don't understand yeah, that. Tech stuff is hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, no, that's it's... that's really cool because I think that's something that you will not be able to succeed in business if you don't have some kind of self-awareness of what you're actually good at. Because if you try to do it all, you burn out. Yep. So that's the next question is – Yep. I mean you, you've – well, we kind of got a little bit. You made started making money what? First year, second year? Uh, Give us some numbers here. And you, you, they start making you're worth a half million now? Oh, God. 100 no. grand a year. I,
2: no, I make cookies for a living, Drew. <laughs> <true. laughs>
0: it is not as glamorous as read it It's some look. numbers, though. 100
2: I, batches, you know, 25 bucks a batch. Well, yeah. See, that's the thing. People look at the prices yeah. and, you know, they think I'm doing great. Yeah. We're in Billings, Montana. Yeah. It's very hard. You know, not everybody's going to pay that yeah. for those prices, which yeah. I get. it's
0: And you can't die doing it. Exactly. Like, you can't do it so often.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I'm just at the point where I'm like, <clears throat> you know, if you appreciate my work, you're going to pay the prices.
0: It we will yes thank yeah.
2: you and um what was i saying
0: oh back to how much money were you making so like oh. is it is it what is it do you, can you say it you don't have to say it i don't want to put you on the spot <sighs> I, I just try to give like and i think that maybe at some point in this podcast maybe we'll have like a paywall or something where people can reach out i don't know but <laughs> i i i think that a lot of people think that you need to be making ten thousand dollars a week or oh my god something crazy amount to yeah. be actually producing a business and i have not found and said over and over again like <laughs> you can live off two three grand a month pretty easily and mm-hmm. do what you love and give yourself time to figure out how to do it better so you get paid more <laughs> yes absolutely
2: so i know i know something I was, like
0: that somewhere I, right
2: yeah i yeah. was probably make not ten thousand a. no 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 no, no, okay, no, no i'm talking no, no. like
0: you start out with two three grand a month yeah but it's enough to get you over you know figure out how to make it happen and it and realistically it's It might be twenty or thirty batches at first, Mm -hmm. but prices will go up. Yeah. You know, and you can't figure things out. But that's
2: the thing is like some like I think 2019 was probably my highest year. Nice. But it was because I did so much and I killed myself
0: Mm, to do
2: it. And it was so then the next year came and I was like, not doing that again. So maybe raise my prices a little bit, but I mean that it was twenty twenty, so that year sucked. But then it was just kind of like
0: Did it hit you pretty hard? It's 2020 pretty bad
2: wedding, yeah, 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 wedding season weddings was are hard. gone, all gone, maybe a couple of elopements. They would like transfer it to a little, little little elopement cake, but refunded so many deposits. And yeah, because cake what, is
0: supposed to feed people exactly, and there's supposed nobody's, to be a lot of people that, yeah,
2: eat nobody's cake. gonna do anything with three tier cake, so yeah, yeah, that was hard. But I, you know, I did things like the max and mm-hmm. kind of tried to do little things that would
0: supplement for it. And but to me, I would feel like your max or your cookies would actually be the i mean then again i look at the art and i'm like oh my goodness this is exquisite how could you even eat this but <laughs> um i would think that that would for some reason be a higher margin why why do i think that because i feel like the cake would take so much time
2: cookies take so much time really? i make probably ten dollars an hour sometimes mm-hmm and oh my god sam i know we do
0: that's just how business is. yeah i mean i often if i break it down to
2: yeah that's the way that is so obviously that's not what i want to be paying myself but you know i'm not gonna make the cookie sloppy i'm not gonna cut a corners to get out of there faster so i don't know
0: yeah no, yeah. I think that, I think that gives a good enough idea and yeah. people can probably get on and look at your prices and piece it together a little bit. Yeah. But
2: So mar- like product wi- product wise, mm-hmm. it's a bigger margin, but the amount of time I'm putting into it, if I'm yeah. you know, trying to pay myself a certain amount, it's not.
0: It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard for handcrafted stuff. It is. It's really hard. You
2: just got to find the right audience.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Find the right audience and everything. Are you seeing things pick up a little bit more? Like, was there a backlog of weddings that? are now happening yeah or? last
2: year it was pretty crazy and then this year's pretty crazy too because people tried to schedule last year and then they had to book even farther in the future in 2022 or 2023 so wow yeah wedding
0: when they booked do they put down a deposit and everything yeah that's cool
2: yep do a 50 percent deposit and then and i've just learned to like start separating that out yeah,
0: yes yes in my
2: finances <laughs> yes, that's because before i would have like because like, a lot of consults and stuff for weddings for the next year happen kind of like winter time mm-hmm. the year before, and so and then I'd have the holidays, and so like I'd get to the end of the year and I was like, Oh my god, look oh. at all this money! <laughs> and then I'd get to wedding season and I'm getting paid like the other half, yeah, which is like nothing. And I'm like, Well, where did all those deposits go? All and the then money, yeah. so I'm trying to like separate that out, and then I pay myself when yeah. the
0: event happens, and it's called an escrow. Oh my god, escrow account. I hate that, put some shit. of that aside. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a hard thing, especially when you're in that business where you you don't know if they're gonna come. I mean, I'm sure you have a policy where it's like if you want yeah. your money back, it's gonna be only twenty five percent back yeah. or something. Yeah, or
2: within certain.
0: Yeah, within so many time yeah. Yeah, days. Okay, that's because it's
2: it's always opportunity costs. Like I'm turning down other couples because I took on yours, so yep. yep. I lost you know you lost 500 dollars there. So yeah, you have to do it.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: I've never, thankfully, I don't think I've ever had to keep anyone's deposit
0: for no, doing
2: no work I think I'd feel really weird about it
0: but yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure you would you just gotta actually have some ethics and morals and yeah. you'll probably okay be okay as long as you have the work ethic yeah <laughs> that yeah. sounds like a lot yeah how did you manage mental health because I mean getting started in this did you feel first off did you ever feel inadequate for baking like oh my gosh all my friends are gonna be doctors and I'm gonna be a baker
2: uh, it took a long time for me to like finally make a page Like a Mm -hmm. social media page Or like You know I just didn't tell anybody Until I made it Because I was like Yeah I was embarrassed about it I was like I'm making cakes Like everybody's gonna think That's so stupid Yeah And so I I remember I probably made like Three or four pages And deleted them And made them again And like posted something Felt weird about it Deleted it And probably like Three or four before I made like my final one That I have now And actually kept it up But Yeah It's I don't don't anymore Because You know It's I have my own business. That's awesome. But.
0: You feel proven now. Yeah. Did you have like a reoccurring like itch though? It's like, no, I still have to do it. Like I, I cancel it. And then I, you wait for two days and you'd be like.
2: Cause I was just I so proud. Like I, yeah. in the beginning I was like, well, I want people to see this, but they're going to think it's so silly. And what if it's not actually good? You know, yeah. no, you know, low self-confidence or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just hard for me to like, think it was actually as good as it was.
0: Yeah and then imposter syndrome a little bit yep and then
2: people loved it so
0: yeah did you have anybody in the community that was like kind of egging you on i know your aunt was like super um into it but was there any did you have like any mentors really in the community outside of your family that you can reach back and call on i
2: feel like i did and now i can't remember i don't think so yeah maybe not what was your not like a baking mentor
0: what was your circle of friends telling you
2: um they were just they thought it was awesome. Cool. Yeah. They would yeah. just share every post and yeah. comment on everything yeah. and say how awesome it was and you
0: have a pretty pretty good circle of friends yeah. are willing to really yeah. share that. Yes. Yeah. They're the best. That's pretty neat. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Love very lucky. So when you start getting started, or when you start getting yeah, when you start yep. getting started. Mm-hmm. When you start blah 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 blah. Skip all. <laughs> <isn't it>? Uh <laughs> you're making cakes now. Starting to see that maybe it's going to be a little bit more successful than you thought. You're getting a lot of cakes, orders, and everything like that, or and yeah. all of that. But when you have, I mean, come on, you had to get burnout, and somebody's like, Is this even worth it? Oh, yeah, is this, is this, one what thing am I doing? Qu- yeah, here? one thing oh, Quinn said,
2: um, in his, it was like, Where do you, where do you, where's the line between like creative burnout? And, um, ugh, I can't even remember what he said, but I was like, Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, yeah,
2: um, it's such a hard line to like figure out am i just do i just need to take a break for a little bit or do i absolutely hate this or um is it just people kind of getting on my nerves especially me i'm such an introvert like Mm -hmm. i could just be a hermit for the rest of my life if i could so Mm -hmm. it's hard to deal with people every single day and customers and i love them and i'm so grateful for them but you know you get that tricky customer once in a while and you're like why am i doing this yeah why are you being so difficult about a cake Mm -hmm. and um
0: Especially for wedding cakes. I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think I've gotten pretty, but there's also the time where it's like what you were saying. It's just the client's just not, you know, meant for you. Yeah. But it's so hard to say that without like feeling like you're, um, you know, being mean, like insulting them. Yeah. Like someone sends me a picture of a cake and I'm like, oh, that's just not my style. Like, but how do I say that without being like your style sucks? Cause that's what I feel like I'm saying, but it's not what I'm saying. It's just not my style. Yeah. You know, if something's very traditional or something, it's just not my style. And then they don't really know, they don't understand what I'm saying. Like they think I just make cake so I can make a cake. Yeah. And it's like, well, I have to stick to what I love and my image. I like, I do what I do. Cause I kind of found my niche. So yeah. I can't just make whatever.
0: That's something I struggle with was I always wanted to make money and be Secure and having money, but oftentimes I got paid to do something I really didn't enjoy doing. Yeah, but it's the only thing I get paid doing. For some reason, I never get myself permission to do something that I love to get paid for. Yeah, you know, or you started doing something you love, but because somebody else is paying so much, you warp it and you change it, and then Mm -hmm. you're no longer very good at it because you don't actually enjoy it. Yeah, and it's kind of becomes money becomes. I think it kind of happened for me a little bit differently. First, it was money was so important, and then. (sighs) Now money's not that important. And in your case, though, I think, and I think in probably more artists, like my wife is the same way. She just enjoys making pottery. Mm-hmm. You enjoy making, you know, or baking. Right. Uh, and and then so you're li- going to be a little bit more, it's a fine line. You're going to be a little bit more true to your style and your image because you're an artist first. Right. Uh, but then not, also you can't be so true to your style and artistry. they don't artist have any customers. Rating. Yeah. That you can't find a niche to actually find, you know, value in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that that's, it's a fine balance. And a lot of the other people out there that are artists, that's something that they probably have to struggle with. Yeah. But.
2: Well, and I'm lucky, like, like with certain arts, mm -hmm. I feel like you really can't make that compromise. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if, like, if you're a true artist, I don't consider myself an art like an artist artist, but
1: Mm
2: -hmm. I'm lucky that I have so many like variations of, what I can do, I can make my Macs, I can make my cookies, I can do my cake. So I'm not just like stuck on yeah. this one thing all the time. And so, luckily, you know, some people might just want Macs and that's fine. They can buy my Macs and mm-hmm. this person likes cakes and they like how I make the cakes. So they buy my cakes. But so you have a little so bit I'm pretty, of breakup. Yeah, that. a little bit of leeway.
0: Yeah. And that's, comes to, yeah. Cause it'll feel, it'll feed your spirit a little bit. But tell me a little bit yeah. about uh, when you're, you did classes for a while, or you've done some classes? Yeah, cookie a little bit. classes.
2: Yep. Now, how does that yes. work
0: as an introvert? Um, <laughs> I don't sleep for about a week before. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, I kind of just have a knot in my stomach yeah. for like two weeks leading up to it because I'm so nervous. But and then it happens, and I'm like, God, that was so easy, and yeah. everybody's so nice, and why do I get nervous? But yeah, I host these cookie classes. In the beginning, they were just like super large because we, we were just we didn't know how well they were going to do, and then just everybody signed it. We like packed the house and. So we did these huge classes, and they would just get, you know, their cookies and their icing in a few little directions, and then I would just kind of walk around and mm-hmm. know if they have any questions. But it was more like ladies' night, you know, have some wine, chat with your friends, and it was very laid back. And then 2020 happened, so we didn't have any that year. And then last year I just kind of struggled getting back into it because I got very comfortable with never having Same to be around that many people. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And so – but thankfully I – did some for the holidays and they were really great. And then I tried to do some workshops too, some cookie workshops. So it's oh. smaller, it's like eight to 10 people.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we're actually, we're learning like a little more intricate designs and, you know, it's actually me teaching them and showing them and demonstrating. Mm-hmm. Um, And those are, I have a lot of fun with those because it's, it's people that really want to like learn how to decorate. They might yeah. even have their own business. I've had some people that have their own cookie business and they want to come, you know, learn and I love watch me decorate. I love that because yeah. here Oh, you it's are, so cool.
0: But here you are, you just said earlier that you hate competition. I know. That, that scares the heck out of you. I
2: know. And then I see that and I'm like, well, this is so cool. Yeah. I like them.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. I, I there's another thing I'm really passionate about. I'm like telling my friends all the time, I'm like, sell the shovels. You guys already figured out how to do it. Yeah. Quit quit selling the product. Sell the shovels. Show yeah. people how to do it. Yeah, You know, I think people are more willing to pay for that kind of information that they can't get. Mm-hmm. And I think people respect information that they pay for. Yeah, I think if you if you don't pay for it and it's just for free out there, you typically don't respect it. You don't give it the time that it deserves or that it needs. Yeah, if you actually are truly interested in it, right? But I think the best way to confront fear is literally like you are literally teaching, teaching your competition. competition. Right? Yeah. That's wild. That's yeah. crazy.
2: Yeah, the first workshop I did, the gal came up to me at the end and she was like. I hope, you know, like I am I am starting my own little business and I hope that's okay that I'm here and I did this. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like I can't make cookies for the whole town. I can't yeah. make cakes for the whole town. I, I'm not that naive, but yeah, it's just cool that people, you know, want to learn from me.
0: See, and I think that that is where you're going to go and you're going to thrive. Like, okay, uh, I didn't bring you on the podcast to do this, but now I'm going to get into brainstorming oh no. mode for you. Oh yeah. And I just, I think that it would be so cool to see you do I don't know if you ever thought about courses, like I know. selling courses or selling live stream mentoring, or like if there's a girl that's in wherever Alaska, but she loves your designs, why not let her pay so much a month to be a part of your, your baking community and all yeah. of you girls can share. I mean, not girls, guys, girls, guys, yeah. whatever, anybody, but girls. you guys all share what you're making, what you're working on, different techniques that would work because that's one thing that I'm doing this podcast for is another thing is, bringing the power of the internet to these people that are in the service industry or artisans or whatever, because there is so much money left on the table mm-hmm. in just education. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want kids to to go to school and have a coddled experience, then build something to teach them instead. And I think that like that right there is what you've got. To, like people have got to realize is like, if you don't want them to go and be this, then figure out how to show how to plumb. Like, and sell a course on it, like do plumbing or do electrical or do mechanicing. And there's already tons of, you know, YouTube videos, but I think people, I think people really want to see the, they, they're just so hungry for authenticity. And if they can see you and yet you did it and that you've lived on it and you've made a business out of it, they want to pay for you and people won't, don't realize that. They don't realize how, how much it means to be unique and how much it means for your personality to work because if there's sad to say if there's if if you're a human being and you can find you know 100 people in your community there's probably at least 1000 human beings very similar to you maybe just a couple years beyond mm-hmm. or behind or a couple mm-hmm. years maybe ahead but they never actually chase their passion mm-hmm. and they will gladly pay for the version of them that has done it. Right. And that sounds weird. No, it's like a I, different multiple universe thing maybe. But <laughs> yeah. do you, do you, are you yeah, tracking me? Yeah, Yeah. And I think that your, your personality caters to that even as an introvert. Yeah. And I think people are going to love this podcast and be like, oh, my God, bring Sammy back on. <laughs> so, so maybe we'll have to bring you on another time. But yeah. I, I think that that is where you could go and you yeah. could see way more, um, yeah, monetary compensation, I guess, for yeah. your time.
2: I see. I see so many of like the big cookieers that I follow and like idolize. Are they call cookieers. I call them cookieers. Okay. I don't know. If that's a thing.
1: Okay.
2: Um, and they're they've been doing that, especially since COVID. Everything's yeah. online, so yeah. they started doing all these video tutorials, and mm-hmm. you can buy this course. And mm-hmm. um, obviously, it's great. You know, you make you do a one time thing, you make a little video, and then you know you're making money. You know, for who knows how long, every time someone buys it, and mm-hmm. you only did one time, mm-hmm. you only did it one time. So it's an awesome thing monetary wise. Um, I think I would maybe wait until I have a bigger following. I don't, not that I want one, but don't wait. I know, but I just don't think, I can't imagine that that many people would look at a little Instagram like mine and think, okay, I'm going to spend this money on. I don't know. I just feel like people go, okay, she has a hundred thousand followers. I'm gonna buy her tutorial.
0: Yeah, it's not like it's gonna be an overnight thing. And typically, <clears> sadly, <throat> on like YouTube and Clickbait, I just live on YouTube. I live on. Yeah. I live in all these different watching financial advisors on YouTube and all of these like get rich quick. Guys are so kids. Into YouTube. Yeah, guys, never are, get it. they are. They're like, there's like 80% watch. It's like your
2: Netflix. It's, it's,
0: yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it teaches you how to do stuff and you watch I guess other people it is actually good. do yeah. things. It's yeah. not as curated as Netflix, where it's like, this is fake. This yeah. Is just you're made just up. living vicariously is, through other people. Yeah. And on here, like a lot of people are showing um, you how to actually do things, or they're being way more transparent than you would ever get on mm-hmm. a produced show. Yeah. And I think that That's that true. is why a lot of, well first off to get really deep guys are looking for leadership. I think seriously in today's world yeah. guys are looking for what is it what is it like to be an actual man in this world and yeah. what's it take to to be uh like who are we supposed to be? And I think that going on here cuz we can see that that's fake. I think going on here is is a way to to show that. And I think that's where a lot of guys are searching for answers. But Yeah. Completely aside from that the you do have to be good at clickbait. You have to dedicate yourself to producing that kind of content and, and you want to be done well you have like, to do it well
2: and put a lot of time into it
0: which... i don't you're gonna say that because you're a perfectionist oh, okay. but i think that you will find that literally you're just making a video your little 30 second videos of you filling cookies can be stitched together into a full course right and like what you don't realize is that you could take all of the content you have sam and you can go find somebody on fiverr and pay them 30 bucks and they will they what's that yeah, see? <laughs> see? There's like Fiverr, Upwork. There's all these different things where you can find freelancers. And they're, oh. they're people from Pakistan, whatever. Okay. You know, they're people from, from Philippines, whatever. So all over the place. But they will gladly, you send them all of your content, they will gladly put it all together and give you two or three different revisions and can make you a full video for your TikTok. And again, automate your weaknesses. Don't worry okay. about it. Don't stress over it. Yeah. And just, just get it to a point where you can... You can show what you're capable of. And then on the back end, you're going to start building followers and everything. And people will naturally go, hey, do you have like a 15-minute course on how you do those macarons? Or, yeah. Is there any way that I can get more information on this? Yeah. Um And it's just going to kind of naturally happen that way. you got to crowd a little bit. you got to put a little money into it. you mm-hmm. got to take some time and do it. I mean, this podcast isn't going to ever really, – it's not going to make money probably for at least the first year. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you – if you truly like baking and everything, it's a way that you can build your retirement by building a bank of content because you can get monetized. You can get paid for that content and you won't have to make cookies for the rest of your life to be able to make it happen. Right. You can literally show one video or show take time to make one 15-minute course make and people will buy it. that course for years as long as you maintain your following. Yep. And that's that's the beauty of it is because I have so many friends in service industries that they're only ever going to make money if they go out and- work on a rig or they go out and, and cut someone's grass or whatever. And it's like if you actually had a bank of content, people looked at their content like that, literally a bank, an investment that will pay out over time whether they're there or not, that's there's some money there. Yep. There's a lot of opportunity there. Yep. And everyone's like, Well, there's a thousand people out there that do it. It's like, no, there's there's probably only ten that do it similar to yours, but there's only one of you that has a personality Yeah. and might as well be the first one Yeah. if you like doing it enough. Right. So that's the, that's kind of the give and take, but it, I don't know. I, I, I hate watching people that have years of experience and have actually proven product, Mm -hmm. lose that proven product when they quit making it. Yeah. You know, I just hate to see all of that experience when that could have been, sadly, it could have been, I mean, it sounds sad to sell, but it's not. Um, but it could have been sold to somebody else. And these colleges are selling information that's not proven. Yeah. For hundreds of thousands of dollars, people are taking out loans for years and right. years and years. Right. I mean, if someone spent $10,000 on YouTube courses, do you know the kind of information you can get? There's <laughs> yeah. Forex trading. There's how to start a hedge fund for <laughs> no. 200 hours worth. There's oh like there's all kinds of stuff that you can buy easily, like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of course. Now, some are junk. Yeah. But- there's so many courses. Yeah. Sorry. So that's my little rant on what you're gonna do for the rest of your life. All right. Cool. But, you're in charge. Yeah. No. I'm kidding Thank you. No. Please don't do well, that. Well, I think another. What hard do you think part? about that, though? Yeah.
2: I'm not a salesperson at all. I'm
1: you hire very. much
2: I know, but yeah, exactly. I'm. <laughs> I I believe in like being humble and like you know your work speaks for itself and mm-hmm. so it's hard. For me to like post things where it's like, hey, go buy this or go look at this and like push things. I don't like to push things because I don't, I just feel weird about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm very much like, I want people to come to me. If they, if they like my stuff, they'll come to me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with the courses, you, you know, you need to push it or you need to.
1: Mm,
0: I I don't, not in your case. I think you're going to find out in a heartbeat. It's going to be like, oh my gosh, this is Samantha Walter that's doing this. (laughs) Like, I can't believe like she's actually gonna sell me a 15 dollars yes I'll buy this I'll buy it just because I like her yeah you know I think that that will naturally come it's no different than when you first got started you're like who's gonna buy these cookies yeah like I can't make a post about this because right. I mean and I can't make a website unless it looks good yeah, yeah it's embarrassing and I wouldn't necessarily push it you don't want to be scammy I mean I' from the course culture that I've followed and all of the people mm-hmm. that that do it the best way to do it is to first put out a lot of free content um i think it's Mm. called left left right or something like that or right right hook or something there's it's a content marketing strategy but you give value give value Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: you ask you ask for like hey guys look i i've done a lot to be able to provide you know so much information for you guys and give this kind of this kind of stuff if you could please just you know step back and buy my coffee table book yeah even though it means like not much Yeah, it's a it's a product that you can sell that doesn't take any more time of your day because it's just copy on copy yeah and the same thing with the courses or mm-hmm. same thing with whatever like hey guys the way i can i can keep this going and i can actually make money doing what i love and showing you guys how to do it too if you could just you know throw a couple bucks in the kitty for my next course that comes out you know and that's that's it and it's people should be so much less ashamed so yeah. much less ashamed for that, yeah. because you've truly worked hard for it and you've honestly earned it and at some point yeah you're without moving it's going to be very hard for you to scale it's it's a hard fact like it's going to be very hard for you to scale unless you let go of some of your control but if you don't Mm -hmm. really want to let go of some of your control i think that's the best option is doing these courses or some kind of a training situation sell the shovels right you know unless you were to like go factory and like this is sammy crocker's macarons yeah Betty crocker you know i don't know or like get into a big store like walmart or something and
2: that's one thing that i don't think has ever really been on my mind everybody's like you know when you're opening your place or Mm. you know what are you gonna do to get bigger what do you you know you add this to your menu and you'll get more customers and i've always just been like i'm i'm good yeah why can't i just be right here for the rest of
0: this career yeah. yeah as long
2: as it lasts i don't i don't have like that need to expand into all mm-hmm. this so i think that's and it's probably my control mm-hmm. this um need for control and but it's also i don't know i don't need money not to, you know i don't know yeah i don't need like a franchise i don't need yeah anything big i just need to pay my bills and save some money and
0: yeah just have enough Make to retire and yeah. Yeah, pay for health insurance. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I guess we start yeah. thinking about some stuff. Couple,
2: <laughs> Did
0: things. just turn 26? Yeah. 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 That's, We're all kicked off yeah. at 26. I'm a stressed. Oh, my gosh. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Go look up like Baker's United health insurance. Self-employment talks. Well, maybe that's not the way you go. I mean, I'm not.
2: Uh, no, I totally see. I think. Uh, at some point.
0: Yeah. I would love to. But you can also just get to the point too where you charge fifteen, twenty thousand 20000 for a cake. <laughs> All right. There
2: and we they, go. Just you in. they just fly. Once a year. They just fly a year. Yeah. There we
0: go. Not one order a year. Sammy, please. Please tell me you're making more than 60,000 dollars a year.
2: 60? Yeah. Come no.
0: on. You got to get more oh than 60. Oh my
2: god. Sam, we're going to get do you not out. Have there. Time Everybody, for that. please
0: podcast. Everyone on this podcast, please hit up Sam uh, and share her stuff no, everywhere. No.
2: Share it I everywhere. can't handle anymore. Yeah. I'm out of cap. Which I'm good with.
0: What about selling recipes? What do we got to do, yeah, girl? What I do think, we got to do?
2: Maybe one day. I have a couple that are like my own, mm-hmm. which I think some people would like, but mm-hmm. I just feel weird. Yeah. I don't feel big enough. To, I don't know.
0: I have to tell you that I've been to a lot of, I'm not going to say anybody's names, but I've been to a lot of weddings. Yeah. And I've been and had a lot of wedding cake. Yeah. And uh, your wedding cake legitimately was one of the best wedding cakes for my wedding. Thank God. Was one of the best weddings I've ever had. And I will never forget the she gave me a great deal. Yeah. I'll never forget that. That's Friends why I have to family. have you on the podcast. But thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I the taste, a lot of that stuff is just, it looks good. Yeah. But, and, and then you, you taste the, what is that fake frosting crap? That's
2: fondant. Like, ah, Don't use it.
0: I, I'm not a fan. Hate it. And I know there's a lot Shouldn't of exist. girls that go to these like cooking class or baking classes and they learn how to write your name with fondant. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, that disgusting. Disgusting. never
2: taste good. Nobody likes to taste. It does, like you can definitely do some cool techniques with it and stuff. It's, yeah. It's a whole another skill though. Like yeah. I, I, you know, when I started, I would try it. I was like, you know, cake people use fondant. Yeah. And it. It is tough, mm-hmm. but it's also like a very kind of for a lot of designs. It's an old fashioned type look. Mm-hmm. That's just not my style. So it's just I never really need to use it. Um, but yeah, I hate I hate that so. Let's explain it your
0: style. Your your I would call your style chic. So it's like marble. Chic. Yeah, is that right?
2: I like that. Yeah,
0: it's like a marble look. It's very kind of has edges marble. on it. Like the the wedding cakes that you do are like oh. Is a marbling, like a marbling kind
2: oh, of. Oh, are you talking trying maybe to like semi naked? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the unfinished look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know if that's my style. That's like probably my least favorite design. Not mm-hmm. like look. I think it looks awesome, especially for uh, Montana weddings. It's kind of like a rustic. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not necessarily challenging to oh. my craft. Oh. So it's just not my it. favorite. I know. And oh, it looks great. It's just not like f- super fun for me. Yeah. Especially when everybody does it. Yeah. So i don't know i think my style is just like modern i would say modern and um clean
0: yeah is there any big inspirations you have for the decorations that you do like people that you kind of pull from
2: i I just i follow so many accounts on instagram by now it's just my you know it's just my feed i scroll and Mm -hmm. find cakes that i love or cookies that i love and yeah kind of base it off that or especially for like cookies you can use so many things like uh, like interior design or uh, mm-hmm. like patterns and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is great inspiration. But yeah, I, I don't think I have really any main ones. Many,
0: many. What about for these weddings? When the people that are buying these these designs and everything, yeah, what's the typical age range for these people? Age? Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. Like, Very like, young now. Twenty to thirty. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. Like.
0: Because you you even younger than me it. now. Yeah. When I started, wild. they
2: were my age, and now they're younger
0: than me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't like that. But yeah,
0: yeah, they're pretty young, pretty so it's, it's which is good, a modern. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's
2: that's my people, so yeah. they kind of like my style and fits well.
0: That's cool. Yeah, have you done much on Pinterest or anything like shared stuff to Pinterest?
2: No, I think in the beginning I would like throw some of my pictures up there because mm-hmm. I always thought it'd be so cool to like come across one of your own pictures on Pinterest one day. Uh, but I think I don't know, I gave up on it all.
0: Time. I used to have a Pinterest addiction, really? Yeah, it's bad. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah, I still go on there for inspo and stuff. Yeah But now you can, like, search hashtags, too, on Instagram. So you just, you know, search, like, modern wedding cake or something, and you get Mm -hmm. all these ideas and inspirations.
0: I'm kind of curious right now. I want to look at your – how many Sweets by Sam hashtags do you have? Do you have a lot? Is there quite a few out there? Can you even look up, like, how many there are? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to try it right now. Well,
2: I hashtag all my posts with Sweets by Sam, so that
0: wouldn't be fair. Oh, okay. You just see all my posts. (laughs) But still, I'm wondering, 1,000-plus posts. But –
2: Think about all the other sweets by Sam's out there.
0: You think there's one? Did you trademark oh, yeah. that name, or did you do anything with that name? Like, I
2: mean, I got like a thing when I first started. I probably went on like the Legal Zoom and. Okay. Yeah, DBA.
0: You got a DBA, but did you get a trademark or anything, or like a copyright? Mm, no idea. Name, no. Probably not.
2: Okay. And I only. Pay, are you supposed to pay for that like every year? I only pay for uh,
0: them. well, I mean, there's like a registration fee for your LLC. I do that. Um. So you actually have an LLC. That's good. Yeah. That's probably a good idea. So if somebody like. Eat something and tries to sue you. That's yeah, we don't like day. to think about that. Yeah, we don't think about that. Sorry, nope. sorry, you. that's not a thing. Mm-mm. Okay, so yeah, i there's a whole. Oh, man, I'm gonna have to show some of this stuff because I'm looking at your Instagram again. I'm getting hungry. But uh, <laughs> go eat an Oreo. Yeah. <laughs> so when Sam gets when she got here, I'm like, hey, Would you like an Oreo? Didn't even think about who i have talked to oreos are
2: my jam <laughs> I mean, it's
0: so bad <laughs>
2: no i you have to like you have to know when people are in that profession they don't actually eat okay no i can't say that for like everybody but i hate cake really i like i don't eat, eat my it. stuff anymore because it's just it's all around me all the time i don't even want to look at it yeah. i mean i do want to look at it when it's pretty
0: yeah, yeah. but yeah
2: i don't want to eat it ever
0: yeah no I, I, I'm sorry. That was, I felt, no, I, love Oreos. <laughs> I felt like, I was like, what am I doing? No, but you know, it's your panic. It's like, oh my gosh, the guest is here.
2: Yep. Uh, Have an Oreo. Banana
0: Oreo, banana Oreo, <laughs> Oreo.
2: Which is what I wanted to hear. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Kyle had been. I expect you to have sweets by Sam Macarons on your counter, Drew. Come on, been like, hey, good. Come on over. Oh man, that's cool. Do you have anything that you want to like really bring up or anything? Oh, when you're you're dating somebody right now, what's he thinking about all this?
1: Um,
2: he he loves it. Yeah, very supportive. Yeah, he doesn't like that I work all the time. Yeah,
0: or that I I work at home a lot. That much either.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but no, he's really awesome. Mm -hmm. He, uh, him and his brother, his little brother actually started their own like shoe reselling business like a year and a half ago. So they've been doing that. So we're kind of on like,
0: there's some money in that too.
2: Oh, heck yeah. 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 And so, you know, he's kind of like a business owner. And so that's neat. Yeah. We can kind of,
0: and I think it's honestly really good to have two. my poor wife. I'm so sorry. She, (laughs) she wanted security and an hourly (laughs) job and I've completely wrecked that. I know. Um, But I, I, I think okay, it's really true. cool to be able to have somebody else that also is kind of going through that struggle and understand a little yeah. bit. Yeah. There is so much more. You have to have discipline for your time. <laughs> don't you have to have, have some that. kind of mental health resilience so you can deal with the people that hate you. Yep.
2: Or just crash and burn a lot. Or then. just
0: crash and burn a lot. What do you yeah. do when you crash and burn? Do you just veg out? I just kind of shut your phone off.
2: No, I just kind of keep working. Oh, you do? I I almost Ooh, like it's weird. I don't take breaks when I'm burnt out. Mm. Like I take my breaks at really random time where I like take a week off or something or go visit my sister. But yeah, it's almost like when I'm crashing and burning, I just have to keep working.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. Until I don't feel, I don't know. It's almost like I burn out the burnout.
0: I, I don't. I don't understand you. You're a machine to me.
2: I used to be. I'm you're not anymore. I sleep to a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Can't get out of bed. That's no, good. it's weird. Well, yeah, but I think maybe you're in a recovery period. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell myself. My body's just messed up it'll it'll figure itself out one day
0: too many years
2: of torture
0: do you feel do you feel like you're a little bit more equipped to deal with ups and downs now that you're 26 because i turn 26 in a week and i feel like now more than anything i'm like i'm like okay i feel i actually do feel a little more level-headed you do yeah
2: no i would love to but no
0: yeah you still kind of feel
2: Just should be like a 12 year old most of the time yeah
0: kind of. On i'm the not ready for any still. of this yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah. Some you know you hit a point where you're like, ah, okay, got a routine kind of going. Mm-hmm. I can I can do this forever, and then you just have a weird day or something, yeah. and my schedule gets knocked off, and then I'm in a bad place. And yeah, yeah.
0: So you find security in, in scheduling.
2: Yeah, and, I I and need to, I feel like I need to stay busy. Order. Yeah. Yeah. My brain like runs. Yeah. Like that. I think that's why I have trouble sleeping. Is like my brain runs, and so I always need to be like stimulate like i always need the tv on i always need music on or a okay. podcast or a book it's weird like i can't let my brain run yeah so if i'm like busy if i'm working all the time that's can keep me keep my brain busy and you know watching netflix all the time or something yeah just like background noise i hate quiet
0: yeah yeah that's good yeah that's why you're on the podcast this, this ah. all we do is create background noise. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> just listen to my own episode <laughs> on my feed.
0: Should it's 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 weird, but it, it is actually kind of. I mean, I've truly found that it's kind of therapeutic to be, to just hear your voice and just go, oh, so that's what my thoughts sound like when yeah. I orate them.
2: Do you like re-listen to yours?
0: Oh, I have to. Yeah, well, yeah. And, stuff. and um, then after that, do you send ever go a back? A my and... stuff to Kyle now. I don't don't listen to it that yeah, much. Yeah, we're fancy. So I get scared a little bit. Um... Sometimes listening to my stuff because I'm like just like what you I, say. Yeah, I don't remember it. I I'll say oh, it at the moment kind of and I just feel out. it. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like just kind of rolling with it and having a good time. And then I'll go back and listen to it like. Not oh, not too far. Who's gonna Who's gonna Who's gonna take that and <laughs> cut it up and make it look real bad? Yeah. But I yeah. so far I haven't really had that. And even if I do, I'm just gonna have to admit like, ah, oh, well, this I'm in the business. So what I mean. If I get canceled now, at the very least, it's like, well, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah it's fine. It's like, it's like I'm getting paid for this. It's oh. like, well, that's one more thing I don't have to do now. Yeah. <laughs> so, But yeah, that's that's about it. But I, it's, it's kind of a little bit different thing, though, because also every day I go and sit down for this, I have to be, and I'll be honest, like today I was a little bit like, I, I, we had a lot of stuff going on this last couple of weeks with real estate and. Just kind of getting back in the swing of things after I had COVID and trying to get yeah. stuff going again. And today, like, I, I walked in, I was like, Kyle, I am just, I'm like, whoa, I'm just like, I have to sit down and do an interview now. And I, the thing that I struggle with, because I, I'm a, I think I've found I've become more introverted over the years, but I feel bad if I'm not in a upbeat, manically, hi, Drew, like, just like, really? like, like, how you doing, Sam? Good to see you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Not in a and, uh, you know, because I feel like I'm not... It's like what you expect for yourself? Well, it might seem like I'm not as interested in the person. And I never want it to be no. an, to a point where it's like, even though I'm extremely interested in you. Yeah. I not in like that. a bad way, but... <laughs> <laughs> not <in a> weird <laughs> Don't way. tell your wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honey? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I just I just want to make sure that... I never want anybody to feel like they're not interesting. Yeah. and, um, and it's people pleaser. Yeah, it, Yeah, it crushes me if I'm not yeah. able to to be interested in somebody and really it's just like no i'm just not uh, i'm just trying to <laughs> i'm just trying to get, get in the just trying to get in the groove yeah. here and sometimes you just have to sit down and write and it might be garbage but yeah you're you're practicing so cool. so every one of these podcasts kind of practice but yeah, any, anything cool. you want to you want to bring up or talk about or i mean there's so much we we haven't even covered i wanted to kind of cover your childhood a little bit more and all that yeah, stuff you do you but, i have nothing yeah, yeah, nope. I have not. <laughs> you
2: gotta give me questions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't talk if I don't have to.
0: Do you think it warped your head a little bit, gifted Ed? Do you think like having that in your in your that's something I've been dealing with lately? I think like, it did because it made me special. think
2: I was smart and special. Yeah. Yeah. And then I grew up and I was like, ah, uh, this algebra class is hard. Yeah. Well, I've never struggled before in this. <laughs> I'm gonna drop out. I did.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I was like, what would, Mrs- <laughs> I <know. laughs> what would Mrs.
2: What would Mrs. God think of me right now?
0: Yeah. So
2: yeah. yeah. Um I don't know. Yeah, it probably made us feel t- a little too special.
0: Yeah, I feel like every kid should feel special, but then again at some point kids just getting enabled. And then that point that kid feels like they should be a certain thing
2: and yeah and isn't it kind of weird the whole concept of it like literally these kids went to a different classroom yeah where they were tested for and told that they were smarter than the rest of these kids yeah yeah and then i don't
0: know we just did like projects yeah we just did projects we kind of read some higher higher level reading stuff and i just i just find it very interesting i don't know i find that a very interesting concept is it
2: still like a thing? nowadays
0: I, I think that a lot of the funding is gone i think yeah, it's I would think so. it kind of is a thing but also now it's a little bit not i don't think it's very politically correct now yeah. to have a separate classroom for the smarter kids nope. um if they're smarter i don't even know how some, they really measure that but you'd have
2: some pissy parents
0: i think you're more i think it's really more obsessive compulsive in a way like we we kind of like yeah. we were able to stick to a subject a little bit longer or like we pick something and go yep
1: i'm just gonna like
0: i'm just gonna go nuts on this thing and just you know really really go into it and and i think that that was the kids that were maybe a little bit more prone to get selected for it i don't know it's just something i've always find interesting and i just kind of want to react like get other people's viewpoints on it as i bring more kids back from my childhood because i just think it's an interesting thing yeah but uh yeah so that was kind of my thought on that last podcast we did was uh This is a total gear change here. But a buddy of mine, Luke Anderson, did you listen to that podcast yet? Not yet. Okay, it got posted and he just got done with cancer. And I know you've that kind of touched your life a little bit. Yeah. But you're a little bit fuzzy on it. So you said, but your mom had cancer. Yep. She
2: had breast cancer.
0: What did that do for your psyche? I mean, was it ever like, man, there's a point that maybe mom won't be here? Like, I'm going to run out of time. It's weird.
2: I think I was young enough where I. I don't think I thought like that. Yeah. It's very fuzzy. Um, but it was probably like 12 years ago now and she got breast cancer. Um, ended up getting a double mastectomy and then, you know, did chemo and I think radiation. Wow. And she's just, you know, she's she's a do-it-on-her-own strong woman and I think she kept a lot from us. So yeah. we didn't we really didn't no, it's weird. Like when I think back, but I don't think I ever thought about her dying and, and I never thought about it as being serious mm-hmm. because I she think it's because so of her attitude. At yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shout out to Chris. I, 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 love know, you, her, yeah, I know her personally and she's an amazing woman yeah. and always has a smile on her face. Much and like She Sam. loves you. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> she's, she does. she's, she's great. Yeah. It's fantastic. The support that I've, I've maybe hung out with your mom The realistically come on maybe <laughs> six or seven times, maybe <laughs> in my life for 10 minutes at a time. I don't even know where. She even thought that she, I should be. A person I, she to loved, be loved. She just but. loved that
2: you were like this forty-year-old man in a 12 year olds body. Yeah. Because she was like, look, everybody look up to Drew. Everybody oh be like God. Drew. Everybody do this.
0: Ugh. Yeah. yeah. She just loved you. That was yeah, and that was definitely my parents didn't like that. My Because <laughs> <laughs>
2: you were the parent of the household. Yeah,
0: my mom was like all the time. She's like, you're not old enough to have an opinion, <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, oh yeah? no. But yeah, I think that that was a complex that they sadly had to deal with. But yep. uh yeah, no, I I love that. And that was really sweet that she she did that Kai's mom also gave me like a super nice book. Oh. Um it was a Dr. Seuss book, Wherever You Go or something like that. I still have it. Cute. But Anyways, yeah, there that was a that was a different different time way back then. I know. I am now actually the 40 year old man losing all my hair. Yeah. <laughs> sitting 50 here. 50 now. Sitting here just talking, into a, <laughs> no talking into a mic. Let's bring back radio, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Reminiscing on the good old days.
0: Yeah. yeah. Sam, it's been great having you on. Thanks. Drew. Thank you so much.
2: Yes. Thank you for having me. And on just,
0: here. just taking me seriously enough to sit down and <laughs> of course. BS a little bit.
2: I took you serious when we were 12.
0: <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't have. I was a jerk. I was a jerk. <laughs> no. I know I was a jerk. You have any very like any embarrassing stories about me you want to you want to tell? Get it out there? Put a little humility, humility back in my <sighs> spirit. No, I
2: remember my memory is terrible. I know I'll think of them right when I leave here.
0: Yeah, you can text them to me. Yeah. And I'll put them on the website. All right. <laughs> there we go. Forever. I like that. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yep. Um, just it's it's amazing to see what you've done it's amazing to see that you've taken a, a, something that some people would consider really simple and you've turned it into this fabulous business you've turned it into this fabulous art and you've you've really taken the time to perfect it and and you've done it even though the rewards aren't necessarily great yeah. financially like it's a lot of work yeah. and it takes a lot of time and there's a lot of mental abuse and <laughs> yeah. i think that that's just such a testament to like it's, 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 it's not as hard as people think to find um, security financially and, uh, and like a zest for life in the simple things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, that's so cool because in today's world, everyone's being told to chase some kind of huge financial glory or some kind of really big, you know, be president or, or something speaker. easy or, yeah,
2: you know, people, you know, okay. My viewpoint is everybody wants everything to be easy, to, especially once you yes. own a business and you get yes. these customers who kinda think Preach it. they own the world, you yeah. know, and they're like, Why aren't you why aren't you doing exactly what I'm telling you to do? Yeah. And um, so that kind of ruins it sometimes. But it's very we're just living in this world that's fast and everybody wants everything easy yeah. and, and immediately lazy. Yeah. And it's you have to work hard for a business and you're not gonna get paid what you want. You're not gonna be able to do everything you want in the beginning. And it takes a long time and I'm still, still working to get where I want to be, but.
0: Preach it. Yeah. When you hear 10 years, they consider you successful, but. I oh, consider God, you cons- I thought it was successful five. I, I think it's Come 10. On. I hate to tell yeah, you Yeah, I think, I think,
2: <laughs> I won't believe it until it's 10.
0: <laughs> That's the only thing I listen to in business class is like, well, oh, yep. you're not a real thing until. Yep. Make 10 years. But, makes sense. No, I just, thank you so much for coming on. It's okay. fantastic. Everybody go check out Sweets by Sam. Uh. Go tell her to go make more reels and then everyone beg her for a course and she'll gladly sell it to you for probably 150 bucks
1: Yeah, for about,
0: yeah, probably 10 hours of content. That seems fair. I like it. And, uh, she's going to eventually have a community that you can buy into, you know, something like that. 15 bucks a month.
2: Contact Drew. (laughs) Keep me out
0: of it. (laughs) I just want to get some money in your pocket, girl. Let's go. Let's go. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this podcast. I don't know which episode this is, but it's a great one because we had Sammy Walter on. Mm -hmm. And uh, Kyle McLean is our producer once again. He's the one that's killing it. Uh, He's making sure that everyone's in focus and my laughing doesn't get too loud. And uh, we're just very grateful for everybody we have working on this team. So we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: I'm standing outside waiting, waiting for you. You were always taking time.